Yeah? Awesome, awesome. Is this one working? Hello? There you go. Apostle Headford, thank you so much for having us here today. Really, it's such a privilege to be here in this beautiful field. You know, when we, when we drove in here today, I, I said to my team, it's Keanu and, and Rolf here, you can just wave to everyone. I, I said to him, look how beautiful it is here. Look at the mountain there in the background. This place is amazing. Yeah? We are blessed to be, be here today with you. We really are. And I want to thank you all for being here. Because you, you can't really share the word with if there's no one in front of you. Hey? So I, I, I really believe this word is going to encourage you today. And especially you, Apostle, it's a, it's a word that what I'm going to be preaching on, I really see you walk in this, what I'm going to be speaking on now. You know, before I met, met Apostle Headford, I heard so much good things about him. And it's a blessing to, you know, when, when your name speaks more than your, your own mouth. Eh? When you're a righteous, upright man, it will speak for itself. You don't have to tell people. And uh, Apostle, I honor that on you. You, you, you are a God-fearing man. And I just want to tell you guys a bit about myself so you know who I am. So that it's not like a stranger speaking to you. It's more like a brother speaking to you today. And I'm part of the Awaken Africa team. I, I believe you all have met my friend Evan, the, the big guy with the beard. Yeah. <laughs> and he also told me a lot about you, so I'm so privileged to be here with you today. And the reason that, that I am here in Swaziland is that we are in the process of planning a gospel crusade. And our goal is to see many, many, many souls get saved here in Swaziland. Because the commission stays the same. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demon. Tell people about Jesus. The commission will never change. And about a couple of weeks ago, we were here in Swaziland where we met with Apostle Hedford. And Apostle, is this, is this your wife? <laughs> it, is, it is very nice to meet you. I can't preach and not greet the... The, the, the uh, woman of the house. Eh? But getting back to my story, when we were here in Swaziland, we were staying up, it was like almost up in a mountain, and it looked over the town of Manzini. And on top of that mountain, uh, we were there, and I was praying, and 
I believe God gave me a prophetic vision what we're going to see in Swaziland. I shared it yesterday with the apostle and the other men of God that we met with. And I want to share it with you today because this is your soil. This is your country. And this and you are the people that are going to receive this harvest that I saw. The mountains I saw the blood running down the mountains. And then I saw this big fruit tree at the bottom with a ship under it. Like you know the fruit tree. Like yes. there's a tree with grapes and apples. Like a big big one. And a big big ship. And as the blood was coming down and I was looking over the town of Manzini it hit the town and where the ship was. And all of this fruit started falling into the, the ship. And where I believe we are coming into a time where we're going to see a great harvest for the, the land of Swaziland. Where the, the church is going to be full. The tent is going to be too small. We're going to have to push this out because there's going to be people everywhere. And I, and I see that coming for the whole church. A big, big harvest. And it is not us that's going to bring the harvest. But it's the local priest and in the, in the community and it's the, the you, you guys, the people of God. That's going to play such a vital role in this. He's here. God is here. And he's in you. I just want to pray before I share this word. We can all just, if you want to pray in your own in your own mother language, you can. But I'm just going to pray in English. Father, come today. Bless the soil that we stand on today, God. Bless every single one that's here today, God. And I thank you for your word that's going to go out, God, and touch the people's hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Empower me, God, to preach your word accurately, accurately in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I was praying and I was asking God, God, what do you want to share with the people here in Swaziland? Because I really, when I come here, I want to give you a word that is just for you. Especially just for you. And, and God took me to a scripture. It is in one, uh, Malachi 1 verse 6. And it carries on, but I just want to read a piece of the scripture. Because I believe it highlights who Jesus is in our lives. Who God is in our lives. The scripture goes like this. It says, a son honors his father. And a servant his master. If I then be a father... Where is my honor? God is asking, if I am your father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Fear, fear of God. 
Where is my fear? And God is, I don't know if you know him as a father today. But you know God is very close. He's like a daddy, he's like a father. And he wants you to know him like that. But he also wants you to know him as your master. The Lord of your life. Because if he's your father, we must honor him. If he's your master, we must have a godly fear for him. I like it when it, when it puts the, the, the picture of if God is your father, where is my honor? Do we have any fathers in the house with children? Do you, you guys will know that your children honors you, eh? They, they really honor you a lot. And how does that make you feel as a father? It makes you feel good. How much more do you think God is feeling when he sees his children honors him? How much more? And you see, when we honor God, it's a beautiful thing. When, when, when I honor Apostle, it, it helps us grow, it helps us get closer. Yeah? When I honor you as a people, it helps us grow closer. When I honor someone, it opens up a platform for a blessing to fall on. Yes. My dear friend says this, John honored Jesus' ministry and then the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Honor is a very important thing we need to learn in the kingdom of God. You see, when we honor God, it's in our own benefit. It's for our own benefit. The word honor, when it speaks about honor, it actually means to, to glorify God. And, and something I found in my quiet place when I'm praying to God, and I'm glorifying Him, I start to attract His glory upon my life. You see, if we as a church, if we glorify God, if us as the, the people of Swaziland, you, you guys sitting in front of me, if we glorify God, what does that mean? We're going to attract the glory of God onto our nation. The glory of God is a beautiful thing. It's amazing to experience His glory. It all starts with you glorifying Him first. A lot of the times we sing, God, let your glory come, let your glory come. If you've given your life to Jesus, the full glory of God lives inside of you. There's an aspect of us attracting His glory. But we must understand we carry the glory. We walk in the glory. Another thing I want to just touch on is when we fear God, when we fear God, and 
And people might think when we hear the fear, word fear, it's just to get scared, right? Not just that. It's when you respect him. Because I, I don't know how you guys feel about the king of your, 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 your country right here. But normally when you are a good king, your people have a lot of respect for you. You see, Jesus is King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. He is a good king. He is King of the King of Swaziland. He is King of the King of England. He is the King of Kings. And the Bible declares every knee will bow to Jesus. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Now I want to read some scripture to you about the, the fear of God. But first I want, to, I want to read a scripture where Jesus, where, where the Bible here speaks about a worldly kind of fear. It's in 1 John 4 verse 18. 1 John 4 verse 18. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. <laughs> you see, what, what type of fear do we think the Bible is speaking about here? This cannot be the same fear where it speaks we must fear God. Because eh? God is love. He's a God of love that loves his people. That loves the country of Swaziland. This type of fear here is a cowering fear. You see, God doesn't want you to have a cowering fear with him. It's the, it's the type of fear that you're always scared the He doesn't want us to have that kind of fear. Then I want to read us some scripture in Hebrew 12, 25 to 29. It says this, it says, See that you don't refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven? Carries on and it says this, Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I want to stop there. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. You know, when we give our lives to Jesus, we, we, we're not just living in the kingdom of Eswatini, but we have a new kingdom now. It's a kingdom that no man can threaten. It's a kingdom that no man can set. Make different or change. Because it's the kingdom of God. It cannot be shaken. And on our way up to Swaziland, Uncle Rolf, we, we stopped at a place and we, we ended up speaking to a woman. And, and Uncle Rolf told me about this. 
this woman kept complaining about what was going on around them. Poverty. Come on, these, these things are real in Swaziland. This is real problem. Poverty, there's no jobs. There's no money. That might be the situation in the kingdom of Eswatini. But when you realize that you are not just a citizen of the kingdom of Eswatini, but you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, where roads are paved in gold, where there is no sickness, there is no lack, there is no poverty, all the riches are found in him. When we realize that we are a citizen of that kingdom, we can reach in and grab hold of the things that are in that there are secret riches hidden in that kingdom just for you. There is healing in that kingdom just for you. Although we live here in the kingdom of Swatini, we are citizens of the kingdom of Swatini. And this verse carries on. We've received the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer God an acceptable worship with reverence and godly fear. We must worship God with reverence. Such great respect to God Almighty, the one who established this kingdom for us, the one who put the stars in place in the universe. The one who created this very earth that we stand on. But more importantly, before he made this, he made you. How much more will he not look after his people? Carries on and says, For God is a consuming fire. Now, when we think of that, for God is a consuming fire. That makes that makes my knees shake a little bit. Huh? I don't know about you. That makes me respect them. But can I tell you what? When I was on that mountain, I didn't just have great respect for God. I started shaking from fear. Because I could see the big thing that God has in the future. We must also we must respect God, yes. But let us not lose the trembling at his word. Let us not forget when we look into his eyes, we see flames of fire. We serve a big God. We serve a very great God. Revelations 19 verse 12 says his eyes are like a flame of fire. Who's ever stared into the eyes of Jesus? 
Do you know that the other day I was making food at my house? And the, 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 the stove was still very hot. And you, you can see on my finger here, there's a big blister. I touched this hot stove. And, and it burnt me. It was, it was very sore. But after a while, God, God showed me. You see, when you touch fire, it leaves a mark on your body. When you touch fire, it leaves a mark on your body. What happens when we look into those eyes of flames? It's going to leave a mark on your life. Picture looking to in the eyes of Jesus. It will mark your life forever. You know what's the interesting thing about a blister as well? When you burn yourself, you know it, there's like water inside. And, and I had to pop it the other day. You see, when Jesus marks us, the living water is in us. Us. And there comes a time where this living water needs to flow. A very simple thing. But God really, I believe, He spoke to me. And I believe when we have a God-fearing man in this place, he's a man that stares into the eyes of Jesus. He's a man that the living water will flow out of. And can I tell you what? Do you want to be a God-fearing man and woman of God? If you want to be a God-fearing person, I ask God every day, God, reveal more of the fear of God to me. Reveal more. You know, the fear of God is mentioned more than 300 times in the Bible. Very important. In Psalms it says the secret is found in them that fear God. The secret of the Lord is found with them that fear God. I just want to read out of here Isaiah 66 verse 2. I like scripture a lot. If I'm reading a lot of scriptures, it's because I love the word of God. I, I see you guys are making notes. I see you guys are reading your Bible. I believe as you read that word, it's going to start transforming you. The Bible says his word does not return void. So I'm believing as this word goes out, it's going to touch your life and then return your families are going to be touched and your nation will be touched. Isaiah 66 verse 2 says, is this. This is the one to whom I will look. He who humbles himself with a con sorry, he who is humble and contrite in spirit. 
humble. The Bible says, I will exalt him. Humility. A very important aspect. Our King Jesus, he came to this earth. Not asserting his authority onto the people. But he came humble. He came very humble. And it says, it carries on. It says, who, he who is humble and a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. When last have we read our Bible and trembled at what it says? We actually have such a reverence for the Word of God that we've trembled. Our knees have gone shaky. We realize that we're not just reading black printed letters on the page but we're reading something that came from the mouth of God you see in John 1 verse 1 it says the word it refers to the word being Jesus right when we are looking into the word we are looking into Jesus this year without the spirit is not Jesus but when we look at it God, send your spirit and help me with your word. We are going to start seeing more about Jesus. And this is a very awesome scripture. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. It says all scripture is breathed by God. If God can speak stars into existence, let there be light and there was light. Can we see the power in what comes from his mouth? Yes. All scripture is breathed from God. So that scripture you are reading in your Bible, let me ask you, where does it come from? comes from his mouth. It has the power to transform things. So I don't know where you are in your families or the situation in Swaziland. There might be poverty, there might be sickness. But no, if God can speak something and stars can come into existence and the earth can come into existence, when He says His people will be blessed, do we not believe that as the power to come out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. Out of his mouth. The fear of God. Psalms 115 verse 13. Psalms 115 verse 13. He will bless them that fears the Lord. Both small and great. 
I don't know where your relationship is with God. And majority of you in front of me right now are probably children of God. You are saved. But let us not lose the fear of God. Because you see, He will bless them that fear the Lord. That has such a great respect. That trembles at his word. A blessing will be poured out upon your nation. A blessing. Psalm 9 verse 10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Such a beautiful thing. You know King Solomon. The richest guy according to history. They said this man had a lot of lot of wealth. More than any king today. He had more gold than any king today. You know, I, I heard the, 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 the king here, he has many houses, many palaces. And you know, King Solomon had more than that. But you see, when he could ask God for something, he didn't ask God for the riches. He didn't ask God for the big house or all the gold. He asked God for one thing. And let me ask you, what is that one thing? Wisdom. That one thing is wisdom. And the and it says here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we fear God, we gain wisdom. Look at what Solomon could walk in with wisdom. Let me tell you, when you have wisdom, God will start giving you business ideas. God will start giving you ideas how to grow your church. God will start giving you ideas of how to get your country out of poverty because of wisdom. You see, not many people out there walk in wisdom. We see people making very, very bad mistakes. The world lacks wisdom. And then people say they must study. Go get a degree. That is knowledge. That is not wisdom. You see, I can be very clever up here. But not have wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. It's good that we grow in knowledge. The Bible says we must love God with all our mind. Which means our intellect. Which refers that we must gain knowledge of God. Because the knowledge and understanding of God is good to have. You must know who your God is. Not just what I say to you. But what you go and do in the private place. You spend time in his word and prayer. 
But more importantly, we must gain wisdom. And the start of that is by gaining a fear of God. Learn how to fear God. Learn Seek that moment you can get to stay into his eyes and have those flames mark your life. Those moments is what can change your whole family. It can change your whole family. You see, when we go into Romans, chapter 3, verse 9 to 18, Nine to eighteen. So Romans chapter three, verse nine to eighteen. Romans three nine to eighteen. The Bible is speaking here about all the bad stuff the people did, and they, they being so sinful, not walking in the way of peace, all of that. But you know, it lists all these things. But the the last thing it lists is verse eighteen. It says this: There is no fear of God before their eyes. You see, my, my, I, I get scared when I think that that the the children of God might not have the fear of God before their eyes. Because He blesses them who fears Him. He gives wisdom to them who fears him. We must worship him in reverence and godly fear. And it says that they have no fear before their eyes. What happens when we when we have no fear of God before their eyes? We start doing bad things. We start making bad decisions. You know a person that you can trust is a God-fearing man. When a man fears God, you can take him on his word. When a man does not fear God, how can you trust that man? Fathers and husbands in here, let us be the head of the household that teaches our children how to fear God Almighty. How to fear God Almighty. You see, we were at a at a at a bride the other day. You know where they make the fire and they and they make nice meat. I, I love meat. I like meat. I, I love love meat. <laughs> My friend said this. You will become what you fear. And I was I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe that, that's why God speaks so much about fearing him. Remember, not a cowardly fear. I fear the criminals, that's why I run away. I fear God, that is why I'll say no criminal will touch my property. See, there's, there's difference. Worldly fear? Worldly fear. God, Godly fear. And I thought to myself, what if I fear God so much? 
When people look at me, they start seeing him. What if you fear God so much? Your children start seeing God in you. Do you want that? Do you want that? It doesn't just come like this. I believe that the more we get to know God, the more we see how, how awesome He is, the more we see the miracle that's happening around us, the provision, but besides all of that, the more we spend time with Him, the more we start fearing Him. Godly fear. Oh God, but I have such respect for you because I, I see what you've done. You parted the Red Sea for Moses and them. Oh God, I, I, I've seen what you've done. You, you've taken the children of Israel, Israel out of bondage from Egypt. Oh, I've seen what you've done in the whole of the Old Testament. Oh, but I have such a great respect for you. And if you've parted the Red Sea, surely you can part my problem. If you've taken the children of Israel out of bondage, surely I can be set free from alcohol from sexual sin from any sin there because the Bible declares that the Son of God is the one who sets you free and I want to speak about this story I mentioned it here where God takes the children of Israel out of bondage. You know, we, we all know Passover for the Jews. It's just finished. We, we're going into Easter. Next weekend. But when we look at the story of Easter, when we look at the story of Passover, it's, it's two beautiful stories. I was reading the story of, of Passover the, the other day and it's, if you want to read it, it's found in Exodus 12. I am not going to read the, the whole story for you. I just want to touch on a couple of things here. But please go and read the story when you go home. Go and share it with your family. Go and share it with your kids. And have them remember what God did for the children of Israel back then. and have them see what God can do for your family right now and, and before Exodus chapter 12 God, there was all these plagues that came upon the Egyptians. And, and the reason for this was 
God spoke to Moses. Now you know God can speak to every single one of us. We don't have to be a prophet to hear the voice of God. We have to be a child of God to hear his voice. The Bible declares my sheep hear my voice. And they will not follow the voice of a stranger. You see, we must know God's voice. And Moses heard God say, he said, hey, Moses, go and, and speak to the people. Uh, speak to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was like the ruler of, of Egypt. Now imagine that being in a country where, 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 where you have a bad ruler. God says, hey, you, you, Imagine this. Go and speak to the king. And tell him he must let my people free. Imagine that, eh? Go to the one in the country that has the most authority and tell him to let my people free. Are we going to fear the one? Do, has the most authority in the country or are we going to fear God? Because if Moses feared Pharaoh more than he feared God, he wouldn't have gone. The people would have still been in bondage. But Moses went. You see, Pharaoh didn't want to listen to Moses. And because of that, all these plagues started coming upon Egypt, the people of Egypt. Exodus 9 verse 13. This is before the story of the Passover. It says, But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not fear the Lord. Can I tell you the plagues that came upon the Egyptians started with Pharaoh's lack of fearing God. Do not let our country be plagued with disease and poverty because of the people of God's lack to fear God. The, the Bible declares He will bless those who fear God. He will bless those who fear God. But Pharaoh that did not fear God brought ten plagues upon his people and eventually lost his child. It carries on. Pharaoh doesn't want to listen. And, and Pharaoh speaks to the, the children of Israel and he says, you must go get a lamb take that blood of the lamb and put it on your doorpost so that when the, the destroying angel comes past he will not touch 
Your firstborn. Because the tenth plague was the death of the firstborn. So the people went and they took the blood of this lamb. And they put it on their doorposts. And when the destroying angel came past, it did not touch that family. Let me tell you, when are we going to take the, the blood of Jesus and start saying it is applied onto my house? It is applied onto my children. It is applied onto my church. It is applied unto my family because then no destruction will come upon you. You see, there is so much power in the blood. There is so much power. And I love this story. I love it. Exodus 12 verse 13 is where it says this. When I see the blood I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. Let me, I've heard people speak about poverty in Swaziland. But let us as believers start applying the blood of Jesus. We don't have to go slaughter an animal because the Lamb of God shed His blood on the cross. So let's start taking Taking that blood, the power that is found in that blood, apply it onto our country and see the plague of poverty destroyed in Jesus' name. I believe there is power in that. Who believes that we can see that today? Look at all the, li the little ones. Let's start applying the blood of Jesus so that they can be the new rulers of this country so you see when 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 the people was let go out of egypt it is only after they applied the blood that they came out of the house of bondage you see you might be in bondage right now it will only be after that you realize and see what the blood of Jesus did for you. That you will come out of bondage. It will not touch you in Jesus name. Because what he paid for your sin. That blood. That he shed on that cross. That was also that by his stripes you are healed. It's by the blood that was shed that healing will come upon your body. After the people leaves out of Egypt. Do you know when Moses chose leaders to lead the thousands? In, in, the, in, the, in my Bible it says even to lead the tent. And I, I love that we are in the tent right now. The leaders that led the tent and that led the thousands, he chose them on one criteria. He looked at the God fearing people. That is found in Exodus 18. If you want to go see it, 
He chose them by the fear of God that the people Let me tell you, we're going to see mighty things when we start fearing God. Earlier, I, I believe this word, I said it's for you guys. And, and you, Apostle, I, I see you are a man that carries the fear of God. One way I see it is, is when, when people, when my friends speak about you, they speak very highly of you. And, and I, I remember the stuff we prayed about for your people. Let me tell you, we carry on fearing God. He will bless this soil. He will bless this congregation. He will grow this congregation. He will add multitudes upon this congregation. He will give wisdom to every single one that's in here. And the fear of God isn't only for the man of God. The fear of God is something every single one of the, us, the believers, must know. For our God is a consuming fire. The fire of the Holy Ghost we will see upon Swaziland. When we do this crusade here in between June and July, we are going to see the fire of the Holy Ghost fall upon Swaziland. We're going to see God bless the people that come. And I, I want you, I'm going to hand it over to, to dear Apostle, but before I go, I want you guys to go out of this meeting with joy, knowing that you don't have to be scared of the world. All you have to do is, is tremble at His word and fear Him. Respect God. And He will bless you. He will give you wisdom. We cannot live in sin and fear God at the same time. Before I go, I just want to share this quickly. It, Exodus 20 verse 20, it says, For God has come to test you and that His fear may be before your face that ye sin not. You see, in Romans we read there was no fear before their eyes. Yeah, we read that when the fear is before your eyes, sin becomes no longer a problem. When we fear God, even that sin that you feel you cannot get free from. His blood will set you free. It's not out of religious duty. It's out of relationship. Relationship. And fearing God. I am carrying on. I'm going to hand over now. I, I am carrying on praying for you guys. For this crusade. For your congregation. Even for your families. You guys are beautiful, beautiful people. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this word. Who has been blessed by this word? Who believes that they can take something out of this word? That will help you walk in victory. That will help you walk in power. 
Be blessed in Jesus' name. Let's give God a hand of praise. Father, we trust you. 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 Father, we trust you.